0: hey guys welcome to today's episode of give it the beans wherever you are in the world I hope that you are well so this past weekend was PCA, um world championships wasn't it and I'm sure like me you were on the other end of Instagram check out the results I know I certainly was and I'm sure there's a lot of prep coaches out there that were too and that plus I think there was an IFBB show in Prague I think it was um, and there was the npc masters in milan and i think the combination of seeing all that on insta just got me so buzzing um i think it was a little bit envious as well <laughs> that i didn't have clients in there um although my season for clients had just finished the week prior and i think that many coaches were like oh you know we're, we're looking at a few um a good few months of a break you see shows like that and you go fuck fucking wish i had clients in there i wish i was there and i think that's just due to the just, just the love of the love of the game, you know, the love of the sport, and I think the love of the memories that I've had with clients this past year and the years previous that it would have been cool. So I mean, straight away I was on the, was on the, on the the WhatsApps, sending out to clients saying, "Fuck, look, we're going to do this show this year, that show next year," um, with it because I was excited. <laughs> but um, we are. Anticip- uh, eagerly anticipating many dates to be released here in the UK and internationally and I've, I, I feel like every week i said this to clients, I'm like oh they'll be out soon we'll jump on a call, we'll be out soon, we'll jump on a call and I've got a lot of people planned for the Scottish shows because I kind of know the owners and when they're going but the rest of the season is still to be confirmed for many federations uh, although there's some and then the international schedule like IFBB and NPC that's not out yet Um I had a look today and there's some American dates and a couple couple of European dates um, and Asian Asia dates but that's roughly about it so I'm sure if you listen to this you're thinking about you're eagerly anticipating it like I am but I tell you the as soon as it's out if you're one of my clients listen to this I'm sure I'll be right on the right on the Bebo's asking you about what shows you want to do and jump on a call Bebo does anyone remember that? fuck me that was a throwback where you were able to like share the love and that was I'm sure when I was growing up that was like the the big thing before Facebook came around was people and what was the other one? Oh I can't even remember but it was big in the States anyway I'm sure someone will DM me exactly what that was but I'm sure it, it went out of commission not too long ago but anyway on to the topic of today's podcast, and it's really—I've uh, done ones like this before many moons ago. But when someone was asking me my story, I thought, well, "I'm just gonna start going into some off-season stuff that you could potentially use in your own in your own programming, whether it's for yourself or with your clients and specifically decide this one or give you my thoughts on just you know how to grow uh, a capped or get capped delts." what I've had success with over the years, what I've not had success with over the years, programmes that I'll be run with um, my female clients, with my male clients, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I hope that you take something away from this, um, implement it, learn from it, grow from it. And if you do, let me know on Instagram, give me a thumbs up saying hey on listen to that podcast, tried it, got a serious Delt Pump, etc cetera, etc. But I think if we start with um females, if we generalize the the delts themselves, in both males and females, like they recover really, really quickly, but they recover very quickly in females, and I think how they need to be hit in females is just ever so slightly different from guys. So let's say you are a female, bikini girl, wellness girl, fuck maybe even a fairy girl, and this could be applicable to fairy girls as well. And I'll go into the difference both. How do you, how do you train your delts, and when do you? start training them so let's say you're just starting starting out in your journey to this stage or maybe 18 20 months away from stepping on you know you need to grow so you're typically going to be on something like lower upper split um, or a variation of that so for many of my girls in that scenario they'll do like lower upper lower that second lower session maybe a bit more quad off then like an upper session then like lower again then off maybe that it's like a, instead of like the lower three it's like glutes and delts because they're not needing to hit their back again or maybe there's someone that's really developed and they don't need to train quite as much jade one really good example of that she was she did like lower upper off lower off glutes and delts off and then back to the start so very much three upper days uh, sorry three lower body days and one upper day and we'll get into the intricacies of that in a second so I think one thing that's really underutilized or underrated is that people think right it's a lower body day so that means I only train lower body when what you can do what I've had extreme success with is what's called tagging on body parts at the end of a workout what does that mean Vaughn? okay so imagine you've went to the gym you've done your let's call it your lower one session once you've finished legs you then go to like a lasso raise variation whether that's on the cables or dumbbells or on a machine and you maybe do three sets and you're thinking well why on earth would I do that I'm trying legs hear me out what you're trying to do is you're trying to increase the frequency at which you hit them across the week without eliciting too much muscle damage so maybe that a lot like when you're tagging on it, it's maybe like some sort of metabolic um, set. So, you know, what I mean by that is it's it's higher reps, maybe there's one heavy set, higher reps, or drop sets, or rest pause, or whatever it may be. Why would you do more higher rep stuff and metabolic stuff is because you're not trying to elicit too much muscle damage, you're trying to elicit the body to respond, adapt, create an evoking adaptive response, um without actually eating into you know, um, recovery time. Why? Because the next day you're in an upper session, right? And in the upper session let's face it, it's predominantly going to be delt based. And you're thinking about, from what do you mean? Does that mean you could train your delts, lateral delts one day and then exactly you know, the day next? Of course you can. No problem whatsoever. For me personally, in that upper day, again, heavily dependent upon um, the muscularity of that individual. But there's probably going to be two maybe three um, lateral delt variations more than probably like going to be two and then maybe going to be like a press above the head maybe a couple of presses above the head right so there's four exercises already out with that maybe a couple of back exercises and that's about it and maybe some arms but again remember that what develops or what gives that a visual representation of like a cap delt a boulder shoulder is you going to call it is the development of that lateral head of the shoulder so you've got three different heads let's just um, give them simplistic names front middle and rear delt right so we're trying to increase the size of the middle delt then the majority of your volume not only your upper sessions or your tagging, like across the week in general needs to be more towards the lateral delt than the anterior than the front sorry don't be wrong of course we need to hit the front delt the overall size of the delt included in that front delt that's going to help add to the cap but the majority of it's going to have to be hitting the lateral delt and again how would i work it on the upper day i would go you know maybe some heavier stuff I'd, i'd do exercise number one why would i do exercise number one before any pressing simply due to the fact that like i mean there's two different arguments right for me if i was to press overhead before i did lateral delts it would affect the weight I could do on lateral delts. However, if I was to do lateral delts first, it often doesn't really take away from the weight I'm able to do above head. And we were thinking, whoa, but anatomically, does that make sense? It doesn't really. All of the lateral delt will be involved, of course, in like a pressing above the head where you're mostly focusing on anterior. Remember that all heads of the shoulder are gonna to act together as you're doing one movement. Yes, there's gonna be bias towards one head than the other, but that's why when we know like, right, the middle portion of the delt is quite weak it can't produce a lot of force you're not even not going to be, be able to go very heavy with it and um, but the, the front portion is a little bit bigger it can produce more force it's got more help around it for a lot of people it's got the, the chest quite close to it to help but if we're trying to sing like single out that middle head well just move your arm out to the side of the body that's all it really does right you try and grab a tin of beans or spaghetti and hold out the side for a minute. And you'll know exactly how, how hard it is to do. So if you imagine we're trying to shift load, it's not going to be an incredible amount. But again, we know, like, right, we think of muscles. Muscles are weak where they're short and where they're long. More so where they're short. So what, what I mean by that, well, as you move your arm out to the side of the body, when it's roughly in line with your shoulder, that's where it's short. And at the bottom, as it hangs beside your body, you could say that's kind of where it's long. Someone could argue, well, what if you had a cuff attached to the wrist and it's pulling over, would that give you more work in length and range? Yeah, you could argue that. But for argument's sake, beside your body, we'll say is a bit stronger than it is at the top. And at the top, so we're a bit weaker. So we want to go, like, where we're going to be at our weakest, we want to target that early on in the workout. Because otherwise, we try and hit it last, we're going to be fucked right simple as that so maybe it goes like a cuff lateral raise on the cables then it goes maybe like a seated shoulder press then maybe like a maybe that's on the smith and after that maybe it's on the maybe it's a d-ring cable press or maybe it's a chest press then we maybe going to do like a higher higher rep set with our lateral delt again give it a different stimulus different mecha- method of uh, Adaptation. So we've done heavy stuff, then we do the higher rep stuff How you gain muscle mass is a combination of heavy loading, heavy mechanical load and then high mechanical stress or high metabolic stress, sorry which is a fancy word for saying like, right, make it burn, make it hurt I feel like that combination going a bit heavier at the start of workout and then midway through before you move on to your back stuff is really really good for just, you know, overall frying that delt completely, but so then you've got a scenario there by you know, say it was a Monday you've tagged on delts not generated much fatigue on the Monday because you did at the end of legs then it gets to the Tuesday then you do two exercises, boom that could be, what, nine sets you've done already you then do lower two by that point, you give your delts a little bit of a rest you then get to upper two and again maybe an upper two depending on your development maybe this is more back focused right so maybe you do have like four back movements maybe you've got a rear delt in there as well then we've maybe got again some lateral raises boom so three sets that takes us up to 12 then the day after whether it's like lower three tagging on delts for the most part for me could be like glutes and delts for the most part right and again we could hit Lateral delts, two different machines, heavy and then metabolic. So that takes us up to the Monday, we started with three sets. The Tuesday, we did six, so there's nine. Then on the the Thursday, we did another three, there's 12. And then on the Saturday, we do another six. That takes us up to 18 sets for the week, not including any drops or rest pauses or whatever. Pressing wise across the week you maybe have six sets. So you can see how I'm doing pretty much almost like three times more lateral delt work than I am doing anterior work. Now some people may not be able to do that much volume. They may struggle to recover and they may say "Vaughn, I'm not getting any stronger and I'll say like I know the lateral delt is incredibly difficult to lift heavy your progressions must be small, they must be micro. So we must be thinking about, right, can we get increments up of less than half a kilo? Well, yeah, you get micro plates from Elko or wherever, just Google it, um, 0.5 kilo plates, 0.25 kilo plates, you can literally put them on the end of the pins if it's like doing cuffed. If you're on a machine, those increments up should be easy. course the harder one's the dumbbell one but it's more of an acceptance that the majority of this adaptation you'll get from your lateral delt is going to come from the higher rep stuff and not getting too bogged down that you know okay you've added two plates to your hacks what either side in the past six months but you've you know only been able to go up a couple of plates on the actual cables themselves that's fine have a look at your visuals are they changing if not maybe you'll have to change how you're training them or maybe reduce your volume a bit see if you can broadcast a little bit from there. Similar scenario with, say Jade, who we actually, with her, had to reduce her lateral delt volume quite a lot and and encourage you to go on the podcast with Jade to find out how much we had to reduce it, but she's very overdeveloped at the top. So she, for example, wasn't tagging on them on uh, lower one, hit them in upper two, wasn't, wasn't tagging them on lower two, and then when she did glutes and delts of course was hitting them then to allow her glutes to catch up to her upper body so where someone maybe that first exam was in 18 sets maybe we've reduced hers to like 10 across the week you know look at total sets across the week opposed and in frequency right 18 sets across two days it's not going to be nearly effective is 18 sets across you know I think that first example that was four days wasn't it um, and not all of it is heavy work a lot of it is metabolic work right high reps feeling the burn and making sure we're pretty much going until we can't lift our arms up to the side of our body and I often say that what people really struggle to do with lateral development or a tip I would give you is that you can move that arm out to the side of the body and when you fail to actually get up in line with your shoulder maybe you can get halfway well, there's still fibers that can produce force in the bottom range, in that range from the side of your body to like the middle, right? They're still on, so why not every single set finish with partial reps until you physically almost can't do. You can't do your, um, you can't move your arm. You do that, I promise you, they'll grow. Now, if you're a figure girl, of course your split might be a little bit different. Figure girl might do a pull session, a lower session, maybe pushing arms, have a day off, another leg session and then an upper session so how would they hit it? in a very similar way when they're training pull? i chuck in lateral delts or maybe they're doing lower first then pull whatever it is but here's an example pool could be again three sets then maybe nothing on lower pushing arms you know similar sort of thought process to what the bikini girls were doing in our three sets lower two maybe they have it off and then an upper again another sort of three sets so the total volume in that scenario could be what that's three six nine twelve fifteen again you know between 15 and 18 sets very similar think about the figure what are they trying to bring up or what do the judges want to see of course they want to see big cap delts they also want to see like for them big lats big quads how they train might be um, a little bit different but again notice that I was a female example and I gave a very similar frequency in regards to the amount of times I'm hitting that across the week um, with the guys it's maybe slightly different right mostly because guys don't recover as well as females right let's just state the obvious guys are not as strong typically um, in relation to one's body weight right so don't come at me guys if you're lateral raising you know the 20 24 kilo dumbbells and your female counterparts later raising the 10s look at her body weight look at yours guarantee she's stronger any high level athlete female I've trained with is stronger than me pound for pound not afraid to admit that but yeah let's say for example let's take like a men's physique sort of split and what I like to put the men's physique guys on is like a pull lower, pushing arms off posterior pushing arms off now I may for some of the guys that's five days over seven I may for some of the guys give them an extra day so they train a five-day split over eight days works really really well Particularly as they get to the tail end of their off season, or they're maybe perhaps just coming out of a prep. Um, but the tail end of off season, when they're really strong, fatigue's high, they're lethargic, um, the little niggles here and there, sometimes the rest can really, really, really beneficial. But with those guys, what I typically do is I just put the lateral delt work in on the days they're in pushing arms. I don't typically favour tagging on it here or there. I think that you could, you 100 percent could, and you would do it maybe at the end of the pull session. So they'd maybe tag on lateral delts, so let's say if you were on the split of the example I gave. You do pull, you tag on lateral delts, you do you hit lower, then you go pushing arms and again maybe you do maybe you're someone that doesn't need a big cap, right? Maybe you only need to do three sets there. Maybe you're not, maybe you are someone that needs a borrow up so maybe you do six sets. Then again, have the day off, posterior hits. You don't hit them. Then pushing arms again, maybe hit six sets. So you can still do, like for guys there, that was what? three, six, nine, twelve. That was 12, but if you hit them on pool, that could be up to 15, right? But for most guys, I don't on pool. So they're, those guys may be hitting 12 sets across the week. Now, there'll be someone out there that'll be like, oh, but Vaughn, I did this um, incremental training model and, you, you know, I did... 25, 30 sets I'm like good, good for you bro Um, that's cool I'm just giving you a little bit of a platform and a little bit of something to work with and start with if you are needing to bring up your lateral delts and giving you something that you could use to better your physique within your own training particularly if you're coaching yourself or maybe you're a young coach and um, you're coaching clients and with the guys why do I give them less volume? Because they need to hit a lot of upper chest, right? And for the most part, if you did lateral delt work after you did upper chest work, again, it's going to take away from your lateral delt work. So, with with any guys, do some lateral delt work before you do your upper chest work and your anterior delt, the front portion of the delt. Because you know men's physique sort of split, men's and let's face it, bodybuilders as well. You got to have like you get most muscular, you got to have big cap delts. So you've got to be hitting your lateral delts quite frequently across the week to, to to generate that. But also I think that with both guys and girls, what people need to understand and accept is that it just takes time. It takes a hell of a lot of time and a lot more time than you're probably realizing it's going to take. You look at guys and girls on stage, you know, like Bikini Girls, one of their pro cards, big ass cap dealt. Or, you know guys winning overall hitting the most muscular huge bubbly delts go look how long they've been training for they've not done that in the last 12 months maybe they have maybe they went from being natty to assisted right but usually someone's training age um, will be years by training age i mean the amount of time they've been actively bodybuilding in a manner that is appropriate or correct the reason i say that is because like fuck, when i was younger i fucked about a lot i so said i used to go to the gym but how could I really call it bodybuilding if I wasn't really tracking my calories, but I was training hard and just eating everything in sight. You know, we've all been there, right? But what, what like, I class my official bodybuilding years from about 2016 till, let say, 2021, but I was going to the gym, you know, many years before that, consistently, four or five times a week. But, you know, I was taking a bit of gear, I wasn't tracking my calories, but I still bodybuilding, just not in the manner that it was, you know, right effectively but yeah so please don't compare if you're just starting out your journey versus someone else's um you know your year one or your year two versus someone else's year five year six year seven um because what they will do is they will just really really put you down and it'll make you get in your own head and it'll make you question like how good you look and the reason i say that i've got one one example of a female client um who is on the other side of the world to me and she's very good she's probably listening to this and she probably message me after that after she's listened to it she's very very good and I'm encouraging her to compete sooner than she would like to or she's planned in her head because she feels like she needs to be better and she's not good enough and I'm like you fucking you're fucking good <laughs> right and I think she could win, but I think she was she's someone that's comparing how she looks to someone else on Instagram and what that does when you know I'll say comparisons, the thief of joy it takes away from our own accomplishments and achievements um, so to that female client you know don't compare yourself keep doing what you're doing and you're gonna be a fucking champ. but to anyone out there that I've not spoke to same boat what I'd suggest you do spend some time off social media right because it's all if you're in the bodybuilding it's all that's on your feed maybe maybe log out for a few days, see how you feel, maybe delete your account for a few days, maybe unfollow accounts that are devaluing your self-worth and I promise you that you'll feel better but yeah I think as a whole I hope that kind of roughly covers um, a few tips, some tips that you could go ahead and implement whether you are a men's physique athlete, whether you're a bikini girl or whatnot, um, that will hopefully be huge for you in regards to um, just growing your little adult adults for your programming and whatnot of course if you want more info about that or you're interested in my coaching services all you gotta do just drop me a dm on instagram that's honestly where the majority of my inquiries come from i've got a link tree and all that and you know website and you can go through that but just drop me a dm save on if i'm interested in coaching can i set up a call or whatever and uh and jobs again we'll get going but um as i said i'm i'm sitting here eagerly, eagerly anticipating the 2024 calendar to come out because it's going to be the the busiest season i've had by far as a coach and that's exciting because this year for me was it was very much like a statement season a, a season to say hey you know we are here take note pay attention we're not going anywhere um and i think it this season did a bit more than that um, considering the, the actual the record that we finished with which was phenomenal you know more than I could have ever expected but at the same time if you'd said that to me would be there at the start of the season I would have believed you because I got a lot of belief and faith in the athletes that I work with and you know you look across the board the ones that go on stage they win and they do incredible 85% of the time they finish in the top two as I said in the last one but listen guys hope, that, hope this helps wherever you're in the world remember that give it the big beans the whole beans nothing but the fucking beans